And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. So, hey guys, it is DJ What The Heck here with another edition of Open Mic. And today, my guest is Annabelle Angland. Annabelle, thanks for coming on. Hi, yeah, of course. Yeah, so you're in LA right now. Yeah, I am. All right, I am. so everything that's been going on, what's been going on for you right now out in LA? I mean, it's probably the same things that have been going on for you. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, for me, I in the city, you mean, or just in general because I, I guess it's all the same i mean mm. i feel like the whole country is upside down and on fire and i mm-hmm. feel like um there's a lot of unease in the country for a good reason and i don't know what the end result is going to be but mm. i hope i hope and pray that there will be some change and that justice will be served so there's a lot of chaos and hurt and frustration and sadness and heartbreak and misunderstanding too so um people are really quick to like jump the gun and be hateful right now and like just very you have to be very careful with what you say and what words you use and if you do have a platform you need to make sure that what you're saying is correct and like every single word that you say like for me every single word or caption or anything that I write like I have to make sure I'm very like every word that I write is very um intentional like Mm -hmm. I I can't make a mistake with especially in this time with with what I write you know like I could be writing a response to something but it could be taken the wrong way and if someone Mm -hmm. takes it the wrong way then they'll have no problem on social media like blasting it or you know like I've seen it with other people and so it's just a very um interesting time yeah I've seen um speaking of social media like today's the blackout um, yeah. and you know, showing through Instagram and literally everyone's got that, you know, solid black post and image. It, it's, it's very, just, it's, it's interesting times to say the least. But then, you know, it's the, it's the, it's the blackout post, but then people are using the hashtag black lives matter BLM mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to do that because, mm-hmm. and then people are thinking that they're helping when then they're blocking a lot of information for the people who are using the black lives matter hashtag so everyone's trying to help and no one knows exactly how and you have to be very exact so i just yeah i'm doing my best yeah i think i'm doing a good job so far so i just i just want to be helpful and i want to like i want to help change the way that things are so i have to just make sure that i'm doing it the right way that, that's crucial that is absolutely yeah. crucial right now well moving to a uh, little bit of a happier subject i guess um your kind of upbringing i mean your family actors singers and that's kind of i don't want to say thrown into you know being a artist like yourself but is, i mean upbringing obviously had a massive influence on what you do now for your career yeah i mean i think 
I think my upbringing definitely made it seem more attainable to me. Like I grew up, um, my grandma, Cloris Leachman, she's just this very talented award-winning actress. And so I grew up going to a ton of movie premieres. I grew up with famous like A-star, like, wait, is that, is that how you say it? A-star? A-list celebrities. There you go, Brad. So, so for me, like seeing celebrities like Tom Cruise or Steven Spielberg or people who would just freak out. Like for me, it was just very normal and casual. Mm -hmm. So I think for me to perceive myself in that world was a lot um, easier than maybe people who've never been a part of it before. So I think just even me being able to see myself in that world possibly gave my chance, uh, made my chance a little bit easier. But yeah, I wasn't exactly thrown into it. I think I just kind of, stumbled upon it and like i just it just happened <laughs> right and one of your influences you've mentioned um being madonna yeah Have you actually ever met her no i've never um, met her fun fact madonna follows me on instagram <laughs> um i've never met her but i i love her so much she's just my role model to the core i just I, like her words um, all the lyrics to her songs I would just live by and she's just it's just funny to say this like a lot of the lyrics in her songs have gotten me through really hard times and there's like every album that she has can get you through a specific moment in your life and I've grown up with her like kind of she her albums have been the soundtrack to my life literally mm -hmm. with with every year and um, I just love how she's been a big um supporter of minorities of like the lbgtq community mm. and she like helped just she's helped so much in so many ways so I've, I've never met her i actually when she was doing her last tour madame x i was gonna go see her and i like was really nervous but i had direct message her like hey is there any way i could meet you before your show <laughs> And I think she was like, no, like, I don't meet anyone before my show, but thank you so much. Like, whatever, at least yeah. I try. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't not try, right, you know? Right. That's, she, she's the one who taught me, a lot of people are afraid to say what they want. That's why they don't get what they want. And so following her instructions, I, I asked for what I wanted and mm. I didn't get a no response. So right. I mean, she took the time in her day to actually write back to me, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the interesting thing is, is you think of these people that have so many followers on all these social medias and then you like message them and then they actually take the time to message you back. That's kind of like, oh, hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so starstruck um, with Madonna, but not so much meeting Tom Cruise. No, I, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Like Madonna is the only person I, will, I, I think I would ever be nervous to meet. Like um, even just the thought of meeting her I don't know what I would, I mean, I, like any other celebrity that I've met or anything, like I don't, it's fine. I just, I don't think I, I idolize anyone else other than her. Like there's no one else in my life who, obviously I think other people have done great things as well, but I've just, I don't know, not the same as her. Right. Do you have a favorite song by her or is all of them just equally great? 
Um, there's one song called Get Together that I love mm-hmm. so much, but I don't know if I have a favorite, honestly, because she there are so many good yeah. ones, so many different styles. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends on the mood you're in that day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's also amazing she's been doing it for so long. Yeah, I think right. she's 60-something now, and she's been doing it, I think she's been doing it for over for 40 years at least mm-hmm. so easily my goodness yeah we'll, we'll still see you doing it in 40 years from now though with everything good. i hope so yeah <laughs> i really hope so do you have a favorite madonna song like you said there are so many i think <laughs> i would have to go what is it say a prayer oh like a prayer like a prayer yep yep yep, yep. that one for sure i think that would be the one that's a really good one. Yeah. Can't can't go wrong with Madonna sometimes though. Definitely definitely a mood yeah. Kind of track. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Well, let's talk some more about you coming up. You started doing piano ballads. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. And I found it kind of funny because you started with the piano ballads and then kind of the next thing you know, you're working with DJ MK on the track Electricity. Yeah, yeah. Is what was that kind of shift like from doing piano ballads to more house oriented music? Um, I think piano was the first well, guitar and then piano was the first ways I learned how to express myself and from a younger age. And when I started working with Lee and MK, I was also in this phase of my life where I was kind of exploring Hollywood, starting to go to go party mm-hmm. with a fake ID and I was just kind of like I was, I was um, like Hollywood and the Hollywood crowd like took me under its wing and I was just exposed to this nightlife and this like underground house music scene. And I was really starting to play around with just this new experience I've never messed with before. They say that lightning don't strike twice. I'm starting to doubt it. This is the third time I'd seen you The third time I'm about it Where I really wanna go Is somewhere less crowded Find out how loud Our names can be shouted Shouted and so I think I just fell in love with the house music scene right away. I don't know, I, just, I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was just the way it made me feel and being part of, of something bigger than myself. And like all, all the people I was with were much older than I was too. So there was like this mysticism about it and this like want to be a part of and this kind of darkness to it too. That kind of like led me deeper down. So, um, I just, when I started working with Lee Foss and MK, I just kind of got swept up in it. And then I just kind of started going from there. And I still play piano. And, it, and it's almost like everyone's asking me like, well, why don't you go back and play that music? Like, why, that's what you should be doing. A lot of people like to tell me what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, I, and I do do it still, but I think just, I think the house music scene is what's kind of just got my foot in the door and it's, it's my foundation of my music career. So I'm grateful for it. And I think I'll always make house music, but I do also want to go like more of the pop route, um, 
in a tasteful way. But um, yeah, I'll always, I'll never stop doing house music. It's just too special and tasty to me. <laughs> 100%. I like, I like me some house tracks as well. Um, yeah. What was it like working with MK? It was good. Um, from the beginning or I don't really remember <laughs> that long ago. Yeah, it's, what was that, 2012, I want to say? Roughly? Yeah, 20, yeah, probably around then. Um, but it was fun. I think I think what was more exciting was like after I made electricity with Lee Foss and MK, mm. he then convinced Jamie Jones to fly me out to London to work on the Hot Natured album. And mm. so that was kind of what was really amazing to me because I was working with all my favorite producers at the time and I was just like oh my god I can't believe like I'm in London like I never like I was in London I was I was working with some of my favorite producers I was singing and writing on their tracks I was like how did this happen I just can't even believe it and then I was touring around the world with them so it's just kind of like I really was swept up in it all quickly right. it all just happened and it was awesome what was your um, first experience when you got into London? Was it kind of like shell shock again a little bit? And it was just like, wow, I'm actually here. Yeah, it was kind of shell shock because I didn't know what to expect. I feel like I must have lived there in a past life or something because it always had felt like home to me, even mm. though I didn't know. I couldn't tell you what the street names were, but like this, it, it felt like I had been there before and it felt familiar even though I've never been there before in, in this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember we went to, I think we went to Fabric, we went to Boiler Room, and it was just kind of crazy. I, I, there was like a point where I kind of broke down and was like, I just felt, because in London, I thought, well, it's all English. Like, you, it's not like I'm going to Mexico and, and I can't speak Spanish, you mm -hmm. know? But even though everyone speaks English, there's still, you still have to really try hard to hear what everyone, like after a while, your brain gets really tired because of the accent. Right. And so after a while, I felt, I felt like really lonely and like, I felt like I didn't have any of my family there. I, I was only like 19 and I was just mm. there in the midst of all these parties and all this chaos and I was just like ah like this is actually a lot right now like I really miss being home or like I miss my freaking dog but <laughs> but I mean I got through it and there was an American girl there and she was like it's fine don't worry like it just made me feel good to like hear someone's voice without it being like really like hard to understand what they're saying Right. I don't know if that makes sense. But. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. It was the, you. The differences in languages is always interesting to hear from different artists of like little slight different like sayings. Like what we would say here in the States is something that's slightly different over in England for some, for example, or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like you, the brain wants to speak the same way too. It, it's like your brain tries to adapt quickly. Mm -hmm. And so then you're you also feel like you're saying water and they're saying it differently and so then your brain all of a sudden wants to kind of your brain thinks it's saying it wrong so mm -hmm. then your brain tries to say it, it's like slowly but surely like little things like i remember walking into this clothing store like this vintage clothing store and i and i wanted to ask a question about where something was and then i i like had this split moment where i was like oh everyone's going to know that I'm not from here. 
<laughs> which is like it's not a big deal like now when I go there I don't care like yes I'm American I don't have an English accent like it's not a big deal mm-hmm. you know but I was so young and I just wanted to I don't know there was something about not like about being a foreigner or something and just like wanting because I also really like to respect where I am like no matter where I go I don't like to just go in there and just kind of like make my mark and just I love to learn and be a, like absorb the culture and then express like who I am more so yeah so that experience um probably influenced your track London Headache a little bit yeah 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 How did that one come about? Um, London Headache. Um, it's definitely, uh, the song's about a old relationship that I had. Um, but it's also about being hungover, like waking up and being hungover. It, my brother helped with this. My brother helped me write the song and, and he thought the title London Headache would be good because I talk about, um, waking up with a headache I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't heard this song in so long <laughs> but um so he but yeah it's um it's definitely about an old relationship and I think just like waking up hungover a few too many times and um the chorus I hope you know nothing's permanent now it all goes away somehow always coming back around Mm-hmm. I think it's just like with the dark time or like waking up in that relationship or in kind of a dark time and knowing that it will go away and you know good things always come back around and yeah it's a good it's kind of a good message for things going on right now to a certain extent too so yeah exactly I feel like a lot of my songs are good for good dark times honestly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so let's talk about So Hot, which right now is uh, it's my personal favorite of yours, and it's actually on our station. It's sitting at number one on our top 50 for this Oh, cool. Um, Originally, Diego Cuevas um, originally produced it, who actually produced Lemon Headache. 
and um, the original. And I originally put it out on TuneCore, which is just a platform that you just release music of before mm. I was signed to Ultra Music. Mm. And then my first single on Ultra Music was the So Hot MK and Night Last remix, which mm. I think is one that's your personal fave. Yeah. yeah. And so we put that out last year, early last year, I think. And it's just slowly but surely been doing so well. It's crazy. And now like out of all times, like this, this much later after its release, it just kind of goes to show that the first week of a release isn't always dependent like on what it's going to be in the long run. And, and that sometimes songs really do take time to build. So for all the musicians out there, like, don't worry if your song, like you can make the best song ever. And then maybe like 10 years later, someone wants to use it for a car commercial. Like you just don't know what the chances are gonna be. And now it's, I don't know if it still has been, I don't know anymore, but for like six weeks in a row, I think maybe five or six weeks in a row, gotta be really careful about my facts. Yeah. Five or six weeks in a row, it was like the number one most played on Sirius XM BPM, mm -hmm. which is incredible. So, I mean, it's just, it's awesome to see it have its lifespan and that. So. And it must be pretty cool considering kind of MK got you into the house music scene and now he's doing a remix of your song. Yeah, yeah, I love that. MK and Night Laughs and. I should be having more stuff with coming out with MK soon. So that's good. That'll be exciting. We'll yeah, I, I love working with him. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's he's just a really great, sweet guy. So he's really like humble and genuine, which you just, he's so big in his genre. So to have him be just so like genuine and humble, as I said, is just like a breath of fresh air. It's just mm -hmm. like not another, you know, annoying DJ who like mm -hmm. doesn't have time you know and another track of yours is see the sky which was released uh earlier this year mm -hmm. uh, how did how I was working on that one and how did that come together um so one second yeah I'm gonna take a drink too shoot <laughs> yeah and here's my mug it says normal people scare me oh they... nice I'm, I'm much less classy and I just have a normal propel water so Hmm. Propel. I don't think I've ever tried that. Um, it's it's a good difference. It's like if you want water instead of Gatorade, it's a good go-to. Okay. Yeah. It, cool. Nice. <laughs> um. Okay. So see the sky. Um. I made with my friend Matt Ozenchuk, and we actually made it a, a while ago. Mm -hmm. Um but I wanted to put it out on Ultra and See the Sky for me is about um, envision, like I, I wrote it for myself and for other people to like look inward and envision their highest version of themselves. Look around, see the sky, reflecting back in my eyes. I go to sleep, close my eyes. Dream of planets all the time Where would I go if I could fly? 
my favorite line is like, what if you couldn't even see all the love and the happiness that you could bring? And it's basically a dedication to people who might be depressed or really down on themselves and like are so blinded by self-loathing or self-hatred. And it's just, basically it's my ode to them to say that like, I love you and that there's people who love you and that if you just give yourself a chance, you don't know how much you can help other people or help yourself and like be a bright light in this world. And it's also just a message to people that we are all connected and not one of us is different from each other. We're all like this from the same human race. And just, it's just like a message of love basically. So I, this song is so important to me and I, I hope everyone gets to listen to it and I hope everyone can identify with it. And um, I have a remix of it coming out June 12th. So next, not this Friday, but next Friday. Well, if this is pre, like next June 12th, it's coming out by Tracy Young, who actually just won a Grammy in this last Grammy awards. She just won a Grammy for remixing one of Madonna's songs. Ooh. So this is huge. This is, this is really big. So Tracy Young, See the Sky Remix, June 12th. Write it down, people. For everyone listening, write it down. Don't yeah. It. Yeah. So a lot of your songs have like that, that deeper meaning to them, which mm -hmm. is really cool here. And with one of your latest tracks, Warm Disco, is, is there a deeper meaning behind that one? Because that title, Warm Disco, now I'm kind of scratching my head on what maybe the deeper meaning could be here. Yeah, I mean... It, well, we, we just filmed the music video last week. So when that comes out, I hope that will like also show like the underlying message. But I think it's warm disco is the place that we all want to be when times are tough and like to just kind of like forget about everything that's going on. And, and the way the music video is supposed to start, it's not edited and done yet. So like, I hope this is actually how it comes out. But the way that it's supposed to start is like, you overhear me having a fight with someone and then I go and sit down and there's all these tinctures next to me and one's like, forget me. And then another tincture is called warm disco. Mm -hmm. And then I drink it and I fall back and I'm all of a sudden like in the warm disco and just like, there's no worries. There's no cares or concerns. And I'm just having the best time of my life. And like, I end up waking up and I really did go there and it wasn't just a make-believe place, but it is an actually true and real place. And so, I mean, I don't know if that's a deeper meaning, but it is just um, an escapism song, I guess, mm -hmm. talking about it, so. For the broken heart, just such a feel-good fun funky song like it's just effortless and fun and sometimes I think that's just what it's supposed to be and if people find other other messages in it then you know that's good too sounds like the country as a whole right now kind of needs to go listen to all of your tracks with all these music <laughs> going on it's really my goodness it's yeah fun. that's great yeah. um and one other thing um you were on Spotify's 
mint dance playlist cover yeah what, what was that was that another shell shock moment <laughs> I mean it, it was pretty crazy because for me I didn't know like a lot of the times I'll see people on the cover of playlists and I don't really know who they are and like I don't I didn't know you could look and see but I mean for the mint playlist that's that's one of the biggest dance music playlists on Spotify mm. with over 5.5 million subscribers to this playlist. And I like on the cover before it was like four dudes. Mm. And so then this week it was just me. And mm. I thought that was so epic because I was on the most songs of the playlist. And um, I mean, I didn't know how, like, obviously it's a big deal, but like, you know, my, someone messaged my dad with a screenshot like oh my gosh just saw Annabelle on the cover of this playlist and then I was just talking to a friend this morning and she was like it was so cool I was just on Spotify and like I'm listening to a song and all of a sudden like I look down and I see your picture so I think mm -hmm. it's actually reaching a lot more people than I really realized so I love that and I'm so grateful to Spotify and Austin Kramer for the support so shout out to them and yeah, I think that's really cool. I'm really excited about that. If I ever get on an album cover of some sort, I hope I'll have my hair cut by then. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair looks nice. Uh, th thank you. It's, uh, there was a uh, four-hour wait at the haircut place I go to, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer before I yeah. go. Yeah, four-hour wait. Wow. Uh, eh, it's all right yeah as long as i get a cut at some point during the summer it'll be all right so yeah yeah honestly there's bigger issues and that's yeah. that's like the whole thing yeah but yeah your hair looks really good so don't yeah, worry about it, it so yeah. yeah well before we wrap things up um obviously june 12th the big date big remake <laughs> coming out um is there anything else in the works from you right now um if all goes as planned i should be releasing a track um at least once a month this year Okay. So I got everyone covered with Annabelle England tracks for the rest of the year. So don't right. worry, honey. Sounds good. And um, warm disco music video should be coming out. And I would just say, say like, follow me on my platforms if you want to stay connected with updates. And I'm most active on Instagram, just as in terms of like promoting my music videos and music. Mm -hmm. um, and then if you want to stay up to date with my uh, music like and get get it when it comes out I would just follow me on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever platform you have and yeah I don't like to do that follow me thing but right. yeah if you want to stay up to date with my music and my things then yeah you should but uh <laughs> I'm so grateful to be part of your guys's radio station yeah, so this was cool. this was great. We really appreciate you doing this. This was a lot of fun and a nice uh, kind of release for a moment for yeah. minutes away from everything. So, yeah, yeah. totally, I agree. Yeah. So thanks again for doing this, uh, Annabelle. Yeah, we'll stay safe out there. Yeah, you do the same. And yeah, uh, yeah. so that was Annabelle England on this latest edition of Open Mic. Thanks, guys, for listening. In.